please listen carefully. Hello and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hi, Kate. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Feels like it's been a while since you and I have been in the hot seats. I know. This is a little little strange. I'm feeling... I was going to say it feels like coming home, but, you know, to each their own. Well, I'm not (laughs) saying strange in a bad way. It's just like, I've missed recording with you. Right? Yeah. here we are. I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be a good time. Welcome, dear listeners. Today we're talking about drones. We are. We are. And not the kind that you would see in Star Wars necessarily. So true. So drones are everywhere now. And you can get one for like 150 bucks or maybe even right? less. Like you look on like Amazon or Best Buy or right. any place and they're pretty affordable. They, they are. In fact, I have two drones at home. Do you? I do. My mother-in-law gave them to us for Christmas. I didn't realize that. A year that. or two ago. Oh, yes. Chris, wow. my, my husband has tried to fly them and apparently we don't have enough open space in our yard. He kept running into trees. Oh, yeah. So, but he was being responsible in staying on private property. There you go. Which is really important. So when we were younger, I feel like drones was kind of heard about the context of like the military. Yeah, they right? were these you big never, scary things. Right. Um, but now like you can use them for many things, everyday things, right? Yeah. I think uh, some companies and areas are using drones to deliver packages. Have you ever had one delivered? I haven't. I, I'm a little... Or not that I'm aware. I don't think they do that in Richmond. Yeah, I don't think they do it in, in Northern Virginia. Probably, I, would, I would guess probably, yeah. probably a lot of restrictions. But I've heard of it. And, you know, with these advances in technology, it's really no surprise that real estate agents have found a use for them in doing aerial photos of housing to kind of add an extra dimension to those listing photos, right? You right. get the, like, cool aerial shot. Yeah. You used to have to pay, like, a, um, pilot. a pilot to fly over, which wouldn't really be something that would be used frequently in just getting listing photos. Right. So it's kind of a cool yeah. thing that people can be doing now. So, but Kate, what do we always say? I know. With great power comes great responsibility. Do, do we though? Well, actually, I think we kind of do. We, yeah. we do now. <laughs> Along with not all heroes wear capes, I right. feel like those are kind of. And it depends. Those it are kind depends. of our, those well, are our three just... catchphrases that we always go with. Um. Yeah, so if you're going to engage in the use of a drone as part of your real estate profession, you need to make sure that you're adhering to the rules and regulations so that you're engaging your drone in a safe way. Drone safety. Yes, it is very important. Yeah. So first, you can always engage an aerial photographer to take photos with a drone. If you do that, you're going to want to make sure that the operator has the necessary certificate or license to be authorized to fly the drone, that the company has insurance coverage in the event of damage or a legal dispute, and that the contract indemnifies you for any claims related to the operation of the drone, including privacy, personal injury, and property damage. 
That's a pretty, yeah. Yeah. A lot to consider when you're not even operating the drone. Well, that's part of why you want to consider all of that. <laughs> that's why you want to consider not operating the drone. But if you're more of a DIYer, do-it-yourselfer, yeah. um, as in you have a drone and you know how to fly it, you can opt to take those aerial photos yourself. It may save you some money, but as your risk management people, we want to make sure you know how to protect yourself legally. And the one thing that you should absolutely not do, again, not, do not do, do not this, do. buy a drone. Well, you can go buy a drone, but you then can. don't just start taking aerial photographs for your listing. You can go buy a drone, but don't just then take it out of the package and send it on up to start taking pictures. Right. I don't even know how to fly a drone, number one. That's They're actually not that hard. Okay. Seems like there might be some soft skills needed. <laughs> you can have some good uh, hand-eye fine motor movement coordination going on there. Sure. Um, I've played Mario Kart. You think I'm ready? I think you might be. <laughs> um, if there's one thing you learned today, that that should probably be it. Don't just get a drone and start taking aerial photo- photographs of your listings. Um, but if you want to learn more things, keep listening. Um, when operating a drone for a business or a commercial purpose, you need a special license. If your drone is less than 55 pounds, and most likely the drones you use will be less than 55 pounds. Unless you're in the military. In which case, why are you which listening case, to this? In which case, if you're using a drone for the military, uh, this podcast does not cover the information you need. Right. Although, if you're just interested in drones, in, in addition to military drones, then keep on... Keep on listening. Keep settle in. Um, You can, if your drone is less than 55 pounds, you can get your remote pilot certificate by taking the knowledge test. Capital K, capital T. And then completing an FAA form for the remote pilot certificate. And yes, the name is actually, quote, capital K knowledge, capital T test, end quote. And you take it at a knowledge test center. Really, don't make this stuff up. It doesn't sound real. I, I know, but but it is. I, it it is. is. It's legit. Uh, you also need to register your drone with the FAA. Registration costs five dollars, and it's valid for three years. Breaking the bank there, right? So it's very reasonable. Um, and you can access the website at dronezone.faa.gov. Uh, yeah, drone zone. I really like what they've done. With yeah. Um, you then need to mark your drone with your registration number in case it gets lost or stolen. And it's important to note that this registration, it's regardless of whether you're using the drone for commercial or recreational purposes. Register your drone no matter what. That's really important. Register. Register. Are your drones registered? I don't know. I'm going to have to go home and ask my husband. <laughs> We'll say yes. Yes, prob- he probably did. He probably did. Pro- <laughs> probably. Um, with regards to user licensing, the FAA has a great tool on their website called a user identification tool. Once again, very creative. Didn't make it up. You can answer some questions to determine what type of a license you need. And of course, if you still aren't sure and you're just trying to figure it all out, you can always reach out to FAA for additional assistance. It's really important that you understand the rules of flying your drone because those are the responsibility of the operator and you can be held liable for violations of federal aircraft space. Virginia. Make sure. Yes. Virginia also has some laws regarding drones to limit privacy concerns of the general public. 
it is against the law to trespass using a drone, especially to enter the property of another and come within 50 feet of a dwelling house to coerce, intimidate, or harass another, or to take off or land in violation of current FAA restrictions. Now, of course, there is a carve-out with some exceptions. Of course, for lawyers, we have to have those. Um, You can use a drone to enter the property of another with consent. Um, If the homeowner allows you to, then you can use a drone to take photos. Uh, Second, it would not be trespassing if you're authorized by federal regulations to operate a drone and are operating the system in an otherwise lawful manner and consistent with federal regulations. So we kind of give you the general laws. There are some carve-outs. Definitely look into them more if you have questions or concerns. Yes, and if you're going to be operating a drone, you really do need to know the details of those regulations. Yes. We also want to briefly mention that there are some limits for registered sex offenders and people who are respondents to a protective order for using drones. In general, it is really important to understand the federal and state limits for operating drones if you choose to operate one, because as Kate said earlier, the operator is responsible for compliance with federal and state law. Now we break for our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA-approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. All right, Kate, let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's go there. First, do I need to hire a professional company to take photos with a drone? I mean, I have one. I have a drone. You do. In fact, I actually do. do. In fact, I have two. Um, And they do have cameras on them. There you go. Um, As we discussed earlier, you can become an FAA certified drone pilot. There are somewhat limited eligibility requirements. Laura, I think you meet them. I hope so. To be eligible to get your remote pilot certificate, you must be at least 16 years old. Yep, I am. Able to read, write, speak, and understand English. I think so. I think you're good there. And be in a physical and mental condition to safely fly an unmanned aircraft system. I think that I can check check that one. I will check that for you. Assuming you pass the exam, which could be hard, you still have to take an exam. Then you would have to you would have a remote pilot certificate. Once you have that, you would be able to operate a drone for commercial purposes. Now, again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You need to analyze whether it is a risk you want to assume. To figure that out, you should talk to your insurance broker to see what type of coverage your business has in the event that you crashed your drone or flew it into a no-fly area. You want to make sure you're protected from any potential liabilities. Or if a neighbor who you didn't realize was in the corner of a picture decides that you're violating their privacy or something like that. Laura, what about your husband... My wonderful husband. Your wonderful husband's. I guess if you're if in a world where you are a realtor. Yes. Can he take photos of the houses that I'm listing without having a license? I won't be paying him and he doesn't work for me. Well, that last part is debatable. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. So, sometimes he feels like he does when I keep giving him more on the honeydew list. <laughs> so there is a limited exception under the uh, law for recreational operations of an unmanned aircraft. And that's just the flying around for fun, not doing anything. Uh, Even though you aren't paying him, or in this case, I'm not paying him, the purpose of these photos isn't just for fun. In this case, it doesn't seem that he would fall under the exception and would therefore need to have his certified remote pilot license. 
So if he was taking pictures of our house to put up, like to print and put on the wall, that that is... Right. He may not need a license for that. Right. Because that is not commercial. On the other hand, if I'm going to be using those pictures that he takes for a commercial purpose, that makes the the flying of the drone commercial. Right. Um, And still would need to have that drone registered. Don't forget. Absolutely. Okay. So, Kate, can I bring a drone to property showing so that my clients can get a better idea of the topographical view of the property? Or maybe even just a view of the roof? Sure. That's... um... That's a loaded question, I think, as we like to call them. Yes. Uh, it can definitely be an asset to have some additional information for your clients, but we caution against this. So first, Virginia law makes it a trespass to use a drone to access someone else's property without their authorization. Second, it seems like this could be beyond the scope of access that is granted during a house showing kind of um when someone's listing their house, and that would be a potential violation of the code of ethics. So we already discussed how Virginia law makes it a trespass to use a drone to enter someone else's property or come within 50 feet of a house without authorization. Now, depending on location, you may be able to do this legally in accordance with FAA rules, you know, kind of the narrow carve out we discussed, but it would be really risky. And then under the code of ethics, Article 3, Standard of Practice 3-9 states, Realtors shall not provide access to listed property on terms other than those established by the owner or the listing broker. In some other podcasts and other education, we've discussed how using photography during a listing may exceed the scope of access. Right. So if it's the buyer that's taking the pictures. Right. Yeah. I think this follows the same logic and kind of seems to go beyond what someone would reasonably expect someone to do during a house showing. Uh, If it's really important to your client, we'd recommend asking permission from the seller before showing your buyer client the home. And then that... Get it in writing. Right. And and then then that removes every... Well, not every concern, but all of the trespassing. Obvious ones. (laughs) All of the trespassing concerns. It removes most of the concerns. You'd have permission to be on the property to take those um, images of the property. You'd still probably have some concerns about what happens if the drone crashes. Right. Or adjacent property. So if you're on a... 100-acre farm, chances of privacy concerns are probably a little bit smaller than if you're on, you know, trying to look at the roof of a townhouse with a postage stamp yard. Sure. All right, Kate, let's talk about some ways that our members can limit their risk. So first, if you're taking photographs with your drone for a commercial purpose, make sure that one, you have the right license, two, you register your drone, and three, have the right insurance coverage. Photos that are being taken for real estate listings are not recreational so make sure the drone is registered and the operator is licensed if you're using a professional company to take photos confirm that they are following all applicable drone laws confirm with the homeowner when drone photos will be happening make sure they know when there will be a drone you really don't want to cause any alarm or concern on their behalf absolutely Brokers should establish firm policies regarding drones to make sure that all agents are in compliance with federal and state laws if they choose to operate drones. And finally, keep up to date with new laws. It's a really new and evolving area. It's very interesting, Um, but make sure you stay up to date if you're operating a drone. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. 
Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.